0: This message was presented at the GYC 2016 conference, when all has been heard, in Houston, Texas. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.
1: I'm so glad you're here. For some reason, I have lost my voice. And it is very humbling to be excited to share, to have studied, to have prepared, and then to not be able to do it. But I'm so grateful that Loami blessed us, and now Scotty Mayer with Little Light Studios is going to share. He and I had officially planned to do this this way, so this works out perfect. As I think about uh, Paul, who had a lifelong blindness and he was humbled. It definitely makes you feel your fragility in life. I, I got a parasite in India about 10 years ago. And when I got home, they thought I had leprosy. And I had been with lepers. And to be told you had leprosy, it's, it's very humbling. I then was told I probably had AIDS And they ran the test, and it wasn't AIDS. Then they said it's likely cancer, and it wasn't cancer. Seven years later, it was a parasite. So this seminar is not on dealing with trial. But if you go through trial, God will always bring you out better on the other side. If we can say a word of prayer, pray for me. I am so excited to share tomorrow morning, God willing, and Sabbath, but I know you're going to be blessed now, and I'm praising the Lord He's given me a little bit of voice. I was obsessed with video games. Video games tickle every fancy in a boy's body. I'm using both hands, I'm using my eyes, I'm using my brain, I think, and I love it. And the statistics show that the average gamer is 37 years old. (laughs) Right? So my wife will often tell me, I'm so thankful you're not addicted to video games. Many of my friends, many people are addicted to games. Uh, This is a real thing. I think the statistic is 98% of us play games at some time or another. Uh, Scotty is going to open our eyes to this world, and it's absolutely fascinating. So thank you for being here, and if you would, pray with me and we will begin. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for trial. I thank you that uh, you have led uh, Loami and Scotty to bless us this afternoon. Please speak to us. Show us what is true. Help us to leave this place blessed and encouraged and inspired. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And the craziest thing is, I feel great.
0: (laughs) Well, it's an honor to come and... uh just come and attend a GYC. I always love uh, coming here. So thank you for even giving me the opportunity to come out and, uh, and say a few things. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of our ministry. I work for a ministry called Little Light Studios. People often ask, why did you call it Little Light? You're supposed to pick some big name that's strong. And I'll tell you what, I grew up a Seventh-day Adventist kid, just like many of you in this room. My parents were very big on going to church. I went to church every single weekend. And I'll tell you, when I got of the age of 18, 19 years old, I threw it out the window and went completely into the world. And I had many, many friends that I had had experiences with and never, ever told them anything that I believed. So I chose... When God called me out of the world and back into ministry, I chose to share my light, just like the little song says, and never hide it from anyone again. So part of our ministry, um, we have a passion to talk about relevant issues. So I think what Jared is presenting and what, what maybe if you guys have been to some of the other presentations in this room is so vitally important we have to start talking about these things that immerse us in today's world, and we have to start making some serious decisions. So I pray, as we open up this conversation, many of you, I mean, I'm just going out on a limb, I'm sure many of you probably struggle with this topic. And so I hope that you hear something today that will just spark something inside of you to just give that to God. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, on this beautiful Thursday afternoon, Lord, we humbly come before you. Lord, this is your conference. This is, these are your words that are being spoken in all of these meetings, every single one of them vitally important. But Lord, they're worth nothing unless those seeds of truth fall upon that rich soil and take root. So it is my fervent prayer, Lord, That something that is said today makes each and every individual leave the GYC with a deeper truth and understanding of how much you love and adore us. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. We titled this Controller, The Counterfeit Controversy. I I, I want to see a raise of hands. How many of you play video games? Okay. Almost... Everyone in the room probably at some point in time has played a video game or two, right? So I want to tell you, I'm going to start out this conversation telling you how awesome video games are. How many of you have heard of a game called Gran Turismo? Anybody played this game? You know this game is pretty amazing the designers of the game actually designed the game to be so realistic that they even put cracks in the video game that are the same cracks that are out on the courses. So when you play the different courses, you actually have a very close experience to what it's like to play that video game. I mean, to go out and actually race in that car. So, Kazunori here is one of the game's designers and he wanted to create the game so realistic that he could actually train you to become a race car driver. And this is actually what's happening. They have a whole academy that's teamed up with Nissan, and they play video games, and they train these young kids to actually become race car drivers. And let me tell you, there has been real race car drivers that have come out of these academies and actually won real races. That's how powerful this awesome video game is. It's amazing, and they have found that it is an amazing teaching tool because you think about it, how expensive is it to drive around in a race car? Very expensive. If you crash it, big trouble. You potentially could get hurt. I mean, there's all kinds of things. So they found that the best way to train you with the minimum amount of damage to you is through a video game. Now, there's all kinds of examples of these kids that have come out and actually done some pretty amazing things but they started out playing video games. Now, video games have also started to be explored in the medical world. You see, in the surgery world, it is very dangerous to train somebody how to do very complicated surgeries. You might hurt the patient, you might do something wrong. So what they have found is that if you actually train them with a video game, you can get them to do very complicated things with minimal damage to those individuals. So video games are even starting to come into the medical world. Um, There's a lot of uh, things on the Internet that talk about this. Technology and academic uh, medicine video games take an increasing role in medical education. You can look this up on your own time if you'd like to. Here's an interesting um, article that I found. They're using video games with stroke victims. Because what they have found is when you have a stroke, you lose certain parts of your brain function. So those certain parts that stop being able to communicate, they have to retrain your brain to be able to communicate this in the same way. So guess what? They found that if they just hand you a video game, that it's an amazing way to retrain your brain. They are an amazing, actually amazing tool. So often we hear, video games are bad, video games are bad, video games are bad. You've probably heard that a million times. But you know what? There's actually some really, really positive uses to video games. They've even used it with older people. They've, how many of you have played the Wii? Right? You know, I think that there needs to be a distinction also between a good video game and a bad video game. I do not believe just because you are playing tennis or something with a Wii that it is inherently evil and trying to change your mind. I look at a game as much like you do a board game. You can play a board game with your friends and have a wonderful time. But did you know that the same companies that make a lot of the video or the board games that you've played also make Ouija boards? So just because it's made by a company that makes a game, I don't necessarily believe that it is bad. They have found that video games can help older people stay alive longer and move, increasing their brain function 10 hours. uh, um, By only playing for 10 hours, they were able to uh, increase their cognitive skills. How many of you have played a game on your phone called Cut the Rope? Right? How many of you love Cut the Rope? How many of you are addicted to Cut the Rope? You don't have to raise your hand. Just kidding. Did you know that Cut the Rope actually increases your brain function to multitask and do things faster. It's actually a positive game, so to say, with your brain. After playing 20 hours of Cut the Rope, this particular group that was studied was able to concentrate 60% better and switch between tasks 33% faster and adapt to newer situations. So, brothers, I think we have to, brothers and sisters, we have to look at the seriousness of, you know what? Video games are actually an amazing teaching tool, honestly. And you're probably thinking, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I thought you were going to talk about all the bad stuff in the video games. Look at this. Gaming in the workplace. This is actually something that they're starting to find out that when you used to get a job and you would go work for a particular corporation that you used to go and they would pop a little video in, a training video. I don't know if you've ever gotten a job where they do this and people would sit down and they would you know, float off in their imagination and they wouldn't pay attention to the video. So what they have found that in the workplace, if they train you with a video game, guess what? You're going to do it 10 times better than if you were to just sit and watch a video. Now, there's all kinds of studies on the internet that talk about the, them using it in the workplace Um, how people can master skills. The military has long used video games to educate people how to disarm in a very dangerous situation. So they actually have these simulated video games where they go in and they need to get rid of a bomb or they need to do something. Now, can you imagine working in the military if there was really a live bomb that you had to go disarm? You would probably freak out and maybe something would go wrong and there would be loss of life. So what they have found is they can achieve some very, very high-end skills in teaching military people how to disarm those without actually destroying anybody or anything. They can teach you how to fly a helicopter. You can sit and learn how to do these amazing complicated things simply by playing a video game. Now, if if you look deep enough into the into the military's uh, interactions with video games they have actually the pentagon has put lots of money and is often associated with some of the top military video games why because they realize if the military puts a lot of energy into the development of it what they can do is they can train generations of people to be more accepting of the military and therefore teach them how to or desire them to go into the military. Now, I have a little video clip here of this is a guy who wrote a book on how to get people to pull a trigger and kill someone. Now, It's a very difficult thing to get somebody who has never, ever killed someone before. How do you get them to actually point that weapon at somebody and pull the trigger? So there's a whole psychology that happens in the military to get them to be able to do that kind of a thing. And they also teach cops how to do the same thing. So here's a little video clip of the guy talking with Fox News about this training.
1: Hello, welcome to Hell Talk. I'm Dr. Manny. Whenever we turn on the news, we're bombarded with horrific stories. In fact, according to the FBI statistics, there were nearly 15,000 murders in 2015 alone. What is behind this? Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman is pointing the finger to video games. He's here to discuss his new book, Assassination, Generation, Video Games, Aggression, and the Psychology of Killing. And I think this is a must read for parents, especially parents of, of young children. Absolutely. But let, let's talk about
2: your background a little bit. Yeah. You, uh, why such a personal project for you? You know, I, I began studying the topic of killing. I wrote the book on killing. Marine Corps Commandants required reading after 15 years of war, Army and Air Force recommended reading. And when I began to become aware of how we teach soldiers in Copsicle, how, how we have to condition them right. to be able to pull the trigger, to overcome the resistance we realize that video games are doing the same things to the kids. You mentioned before the psychology of killing. What is that? You know, there is a, a study of the dynamics of getting healthy people to pull the trigger. Right. And we have found, uh, uh, my book on killing translated to eight languages, half a million copies sold now, uh, uh, same publisher, uh, the, the book on killing outlines how We've got to be able to take soldiers and cops, make killing a condition response. It's BF Skinner, it's operant conditioning, and, uh, and, and, and we know that. We have a science to it, we do it to adults, we do it very carefully, we put safeguards of discipline on it. But anybody has been in the armed forces or law enforcement in the last 50 years, you don't shoot bullseye targets, you shoot a man-shaped silhouette, a photorealistic target. Uh, we, we go to the, the qualification range. We no longer shoot at bullseye targets, we shoot at pop-up targets, we hit the target, the target drops, it's BF Skinner, it's straight-up operant conditioning. Right. And a frightened human being will do what he's conditioned to do, like a pilot in a flight simulator, like a child in a fire.
1: And, and that's exactly what a lot of these video games are doing. To-
0: so here is a guy that trained militant people how to kill people, and he's taking a look at this whole video game world, and he's going, they're doing the same thing in the video games. The same ways that he psychologically would teach people how to be able to pull the trigger is happening in many of these military video games. So if video games are an amazing teaching tool, they can rewire your brain to do all kinds of different things, then my question is, what is everyone playing? What's the video games that is the most common thing that people are playing. Here's some of the best-selling games sold in 2014. This is a little bit old, but look at this. First-person shooters take up 21% of the market. Action games, 28% of the market. Sports games, 13% of the market. So most of the video games that are played are literally first-person shooter or action video games where you are beating someone up or doing those kind of things. Oh, so... In today's world, this this is this is coming from last year, two thousand or two years ago, two thousand and fifteen, almost two years ago. What do you think is the top sold video game? Call Call of Duty. You probably already saw a few of them. Call of Duty. You are correct. Fallout, Star Wars, Grand Theft Auto, Minecraft, Mortal Kombat, or Call of Duty. Can I just ask you a quick question? How many of you have played Call of Duty? There's a lot of people in this room who have played Call of Duty. Now, we'll get to that and we'll talk a little bit about some of these video games. These are the best-selling video games. Um, Call of Duty is very interesting. You know, the Black Ops 3 generated $550 million in 72 hours of its release. Just to give you a glimpse of how much money that is, that is so much money, it's insane. Hollywood can barely do those kind of numbers. So, if you think somebody spends a little bit of time watching movies, guess what? You spend tons more time playing these types of video games. Here's the top 10 PC video games that were in 2015. Grand Theft Auto. Can I ask you a question? How many of you have seen Grand, or played Grand Theft Auto? OK, a good number of you. Um, these are all ones that we're going to play. With. Sims, anybody play Sims? Yeah, a few of you? OK. so. Let's talk about some of these video games. Oh, before I get to that, Jared, when he asked um, if I would help him out with this presentation, he asked me to say something about Mario. How many of you played Mario? Is there anyone in this room that has not played Mario? Please raise your hand. Oh, my goodness. Are you guys, like, ten? No, I'm just kidding. You have not played Mario. I am absolutely impressed by that. Because do you know that that is one of the most recognized faces next to Jesus? I mean, seriously. Listen, listen. In the world, you look this up on the internet. In the world, people have been able to recognize Mario like, like they're recognizing religious figures. That's how big Mario is. So I have a question for you. Notice right here, Mario, can, what is his job? Do you remember what his job was? He's a carpenter, right? Okay, he's a plumber. But did you know that he was a carpenter before he became a plumber? Look this up. Look this up. He was a carpenter before he became a plumber, and his whole job is to save a woman from something that looks like a... Brothers and sisters. Do you realize... That you see and play the great controversy all the time. All the time. I, I don't know if any of you have ever seen anything that our ministry has put out. But people always ask, how do you see this or that or the other in all the movies? Do you know why? It's because we are engaged in a full-blown war, brothers and sisters. Full-blown. And we are in this war for our minds. And what is happening here is counterfeit after counterfeit after counterfeit. And all it's meant to do is take you away from the truth of Jesus. So I hope that as we get to get into Black Ops, Sims, some of these other video games that are commonly played even by people in this room, brothers and sisters, you will see the great controversy. And you will say, it's time that we get to be back to the people of the book and to do what the book is asking us to be. Mario Brothers, 550 million downloaded for Super Mario Run. It's amazing. You know, if you just type in Mario and Jesus, you'll see art and all kinds of things that people have have illustrated him in very Christ-like poses. It's quite fascinating. How many have played this one? No! I don't want to talk about this. You know what's fascinating about this particular series that came out? What does it say right here? This is the slogan that they came out with the campaign. It says, hunt the truth. What is the truth? Brothers and sisters, why why did I just ask you to be a people of the book? Why did I just tell you, you've got to now know what does this book say? Who is the very definition of truth? That's right. I am the truth and the way and the life, right? So if you see something like this, a slogan that says, hunt the truth, what is that telling you? Interesting. Where are we going with this? So I want to play the trailer to this, and I want you to listen. Listen to the words that are said, because it is very important for you to pay attention. And the better you know your Bible, the faster you can spot these things and say, I know what they're doing. Listen. Oh yeah, before I get to this. The lead guy, the good guy is named Master Chief, right? The Bible tells us who our Master Chief is. His name is John 117. John 117 says for the law was given to Moses by grace, truth came by Jesus Christ. So his very name John 117 has to do with Jesus, okay? When you look at the movie poster, it says son, victim, orphan, soldier, warrior, hero, savior, traitor. They are letting you know who this lead character is that you are playing with. They are telling you this is like Jesus. Now here's the trailer for it that says Hunt the Truth. The
2: official story is the Master Chief is dead.
0: You, Spartan
2: Locke, are the unofficial story. Your mission is
0: So they said the official story is the master chief is dead, but he's not really dead. He's still alive. Now it is your job to go and hunt the truth. And that's what you're doing when you're playing this video game. So Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and then no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, here's something that's interesting that happens in this video game. This is the master chief wandering in the desert when he's confronted by this big angelic being. Now, who is wandering in the desert that is confronted by some big dark thing? In the video game, they're playing with you. Now, in Halo 5... They came out with something on YouTube that says Halo 5, the Guardian's official Believe trailer. When you think of Believe and you hear these things, what does that do to you? My little spiritual antenna go up. And I say, interesting, they must be discussing the great controversy. So here they're going to show you a video clip of two characters. It's John 117 fighting against the bad guy. And they listen to the words that they say back and forth to each other
2: i believe in completing my mission at all costs i believe in protecting humanity i believe great threats require great sacrifice i believe in taking down a traitor
0: i believe now john one one seven is saying i believe in completing my mission at all costs is that not what jesus did yes or no did Jesus say I believe that great things require great sacrifice? Is that not what John 11:7 just said? They're messing with you that this is Jesus and what the object of the video game is to hunt down and take out that traitor. And think about it, how did we start this out? Aren't video games a good teaching tool? Yes or no? Absolutely. They're amazing. They can teach you all kinds of things. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor, says Ephesians 5, verse 2. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. If you see a lot of the video games play on biblical themes, here's a trailer for Modern Warfare.
2: Cain was the first man ever to strike down another. And when the Lord came to him and said, What have you done? Cain could not hide his crime, for the voice of his brother's blood cried out from the very ground.
0: Go. the blood of brothers and sons screams out against you. You get the idea. For those of you that couldn't hear, he said Cain was the first one to strike down his brother. And since that time of Cain, man has been striking down his brothers and sons and fathers since that day. And here it is, just glorifying, killing each other. But you know what's interesting? In the end of the world, when you really get to the nuts and bolts of what is God asking of us? What is he calling out us as Seventh-day Adventist Christians to be and to do? Is it not to show love to our brothers and sisters? Is it not to constantly portray the characteristics the fruits of the spirit to those around us, then does this video game have anything to teach you other than to hate on those around you? Here's something interesting that Mrs. White said in The Great Controversy, page 199, how habits are established. Any one act, whether it evil or good, does not form the character but thoughts and feelings indulged prepare the way for the acts and deeds of the same kind. It is by repetition of acts that habits are established and character confirmed. Do you know in video games that's all you're doing is over and over and over and over and by repetition you seal those things into your mind. By that act you are constantly creating, you are putting one little tiny mark upon your character. It is not just because you played one video game or were exposed to one movie or you heard one song. It is repetition of all of those things over and over again. Time to establish good habits. The character is formed to a great extent in the early years. The habits then established have an influence Um, ...than any natural endowment. In making men either giants or dwarfs in intellect... ...for the very best talents... ...may, through wrong habits, be warped and enfeebled. The earlier in the life one contracts hurtful habits... ...the more firmly will they hold on to their victim in slavery... ...and the more certainly they will lower his standard of spirituality. Brothers and sisters, do you ever wonder why we get so involved in the things of this world and you wonder, why am I not feeling like I'm having a connection with God? Why if I play these video games all week long and then I try to go to church and I try to sit and I try to listen to a pastor for one hour, am I gonna soak in a relationship with God? If you just Flip the model. If you just took as much time as you spend playing a video game and you would opened up your Bible and you read the words of God, would you not have a different experience with God? We are at the end of this whole thing. We don't have time to waste on these things any longer. You have heard it said of old that uh, uh, thou shalt not kill, but whoever shall kill shall be in danger of that judgment. You know, I think the devil is very smart. He has created a system of something where you play with other people doing those particular sins. You're not really going out and killing anyone. You're not really going out and doing those horrible acts. It's someone else. It's in a video game. All you're doing is watching. But you know what Romans one thirty two tells me? It tells me that knowing the judgment of God, they which commit such things are worthy of, the, of death, not only do the same, but they take pleasure in them that do them. Translation, if you commit Murder. You are worthy of the judgment of murder. But if you take pleasure in someone committing murder, you are also in danger of that judgment. Does that make sense? Yes or no? Brothers and sisters, that's why it's really important to go back and say everything I do. It's not just media. It's not just music and movies. It's everything. Does it line up with the word of God? Yes or no? Here's something that's interesting about Call of Duty that you may or may not know. If you're really into the video game, you might know this. But this is on Call of Duty's website. This is the story of the backstory, what's happening in Call of Duty. And let me know if your spiritual alarm bells go off. In the 1940s in Morgue City, residents four individuals, Jessica Rose, a burlesque dancer who intends to pursue a career in motion pictures, Jack Vincent, a corrupt cop, has been dealing with various different mob gangsters. So all of them have committed these heinous deeds in the past in order to achieve their goals. So these are terrible people. And at one point, all four of them gather together under the Black Lace Burlesque Club, and they are somehow put to sleep. Then they wake up in separate areas of morgue cities, each with a mark of beast on their hands. Interesting. What does that have anything to do with a video game at all? Really? You're going to throw the mark of the beast... In Call of Duty? But if you dig deep enough, brothers and sisters, they're just twisting the great controversy all upside down. There's all kinds of spiritualistic sacrificing rituals and things that happened in the video games. Brothers and sisters, that's not necessarily something that we should even entertain for yet a moment. It is fondly supposed that the heathen superstitions have disappeared before the civilization of the 20th century. But the word of God and its stern testimony of facts declare that sorcery is practiced in this age as verily as in the days of the old magicians. The ancient system of magic is in reality the same as what is known as modern spiritualism. Satan is finding access to thousands of minds by presenting himself under the guise of departed foes. You know what's interesting about this? We think spiritualism is something that happened way back in Samuel's day, way back in Saul's day. He went and saw a spiritualist. We don't deal with that. We don't do that today. But you know what, brothers and sisters? It's just changed and morphed. And all it's being done is interjected into these things that we call entertainment. Spiritualism is alive and well today. Sims, this is a virtual reality world Much like um, um, it's a fake, I'm sure you know what Sims is. If you don't, you can look it up. But here's a uh, little clip on what you can do in the Sims. And I want you to pay attention to the activities that everybody chooses to get involved in.
2: Oh! Oh!
0: Oh! So question. What is everyone doing with their sims? They're doing things that you normally probably wouldn't do, right? Question, honestly, I want you to think about this. If you've played this game, have you not been tempted to use your sim in a way that you know you are not supposed to be or act like in the Bible? Have you been tempted because there's really no consequence to it? You can do and live and be however you want. If you want to steal things, go for it. You want to sleep with as many women as you want, go for it. You want to steal things, kill people, you name it, you do it. Guess what? There's no consequence. Do you know what I'm hearing? The same lie that was told to us at the Garden of Eden... Over and over and over again. You can do and be and ha- act however you want to be. And guess what? There's no consequence to you. Do you see how intelligent the devil is? He's created a system where you play with other people sinning. It's not me. I'm just watching. But you know what? Romans one thirty two says that if you take pleasure in those things that, that those people are doing, you are worthy of that same judgment. Think about that when you play these type of video games, or I hope you don't, but if you do. 1 Peter 4, 1 and 2 says, For as much then Christ who has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he hath suffered in the flesh and hath ceased from sin. Brothers and sisters, God is promising to put his thoughts in your mind his his views in your mind i want to i want to read something to you first corinthians i i i i absolutely love this actually i think it's second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 for we walk as though we are in the flesh but we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal be mighty through God to pulling down, the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Brothers and sisters, do you know that God wants to bring every thought in your mind into his obedience? Every thought. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I sometimes catch myself and go, hey, wait, wait, whoa, 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 if people could read my thoughts right now. Mm -mm. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever walked around and caught yourself and said, oh my goodness, if people could read more thoughts, I'd be in trouble. But here the Bible is promising that Jesus wants to bring us into every, every thought. So playing these video games, you know what they're doing? They're just prolonging us being here brothers and sisters do you want to go home if you want to go home then we need to understand how do we surrender our thoughts even our thoughts to Jesus everything that we think about everything that we get involved in if we play some of these worldly things it's a matter of time that we will be roped in and continue Grand Theft Auto anybody play this video game in here Oy, Grand Theft Auto. So I'm going to play you the trailer. And once again, you will see we wrote on the screen the commandments that are being broken in the video game. So you'll see the Ten Commandments popping up every once in a while. And um, this is the trailer to it.
1: been in this game for a lot of years, and I got
2: out alive. If you want my advice, give
0: a in The f- guns and crank in this area go through Trevor Phillips Enterprise, or they ain't going. No! I'll
2: swing by and sign the contracts, all right? Just ignore the bodies.
1: Can you tell me where Berto Beach House is? That house right there, with the yellow
2: stairs. I don't
0: care how many cars you own, you ain't changing. I'm getting my money in the hood. I'm cool. Cool what? Slanging dope and throwing up gang? So you basically get the idea. I don't need to show you the whole trailer to understand that all you pretty much are doing in this video game is things that you know your Bible tells you not to get involved with. But I want to show something to you. Remember I started out this conversation saying you will see the great controversy in almost everything that you do or play or watch or see. If you start to look at the, the media world through the context of the great controversy, if you haven't read that book in a while, I would suggest that you go read that book. It'll give you a great perspective on why we are where we are today. But listen to this. The lead guy, his name is Michael DeSanto. Michael DeSanto. Michael He's the saint. Michael the saint. Who in your Bible is Michael the saint? So guess what? It says here that Michael, nine years, has passed since his false death, and he basically comes to life. So who basically died and came back to life? That's Michael the saint. Brothers and sisters, There, this, this is interjecting all kinds of things in it that has the great controversy perspective. So this is the lead character, Michael DeSanto. Listen to what this person says about him. Hello, Michael. Or should
1: I say, Zolag? What? Your real name is
2: Zolag. You are a king. You lived in a cloud city, but evil forces
0: came and cast you out. Now you are trapped here, but soon you shall be free. So who is a king that lived in a... Brothers and sisters, it's, it's, it's there. They're just toying with you. And, you know, we, we think these are innocent fun. It's just a game. But yet the makers of these games put these things in there, I don't believe, by accident. In the end, there's all kinds of terrible things that happen in the end of this one. There's a Judas character who plays Judas. I'm not going to play this for you because it's just so straight evil, but he's sitting there calling him Judas and you killed me and blah, 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 and then Michael DeSanto has to kill his friend. It's just absolutely terrible stuff. Here's coming from the GTA Wiki. The police and all other forms of law enforcement in Grand Theft Auto series have been portrayed as corrupt Lazy, reckless drivers, a bad word, selfish, incompetent. I have little kids, so I'm not allowed to say this one with my not allowed anyway, but and trigger happy. So what is the games really instilling in your mind to look at the law with? As it's nothing more than just lame. Brothers and sisters, these are little tiny things that I believe played over and over and over again in your mind. Build a perspective of the law of God. It was my privilege of the Jewish nation to represent, this is Mrs. White speaking, the character of God as it has been revealed to Moses. In answers to the prayer of Moses, show me thy glory, the Lord promised. I will make all of my goodness pass before thee. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands and forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. This is the fruit of God that he desires for his people in the purity of their characters, in the holiness of their lives, in the mercy and loving kindness and compassion, they were to show that the law of God, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Brothers, the law is the law of liberty. It's the law of the description, the transcription of the character of God. Because God would not kill people. God does not want to harm people. God does not want to do things to others that would, that would separate them from him. He wants to draw us to him. So I believe playing these types of video games are just getting you farther and farther away from the character of God. Assassin's Creed. Anyone play this video game? So once again, they made this into a movie. So what happens is all kinds of people play the video game, and then they go out and they, pl- they make it into a movie, and it ropes people in because they want to see the story of the Assassin's Creed. So here's a little bit of the storyline. In the Assassin's Creed, you have these <clears throat> people that come from these bloodlines, and it is believed... That this lead character that you play with comes from this ancient bloodline, and so they want to take him and send him back using his brain and go back into time and to collect these little pieces that they call um, pieces from the Garden of Eden. Now, this is very fascinating because in the video game, it says the truth right here, and this is a thing that you can click on. So whenever I see something that says the truth, my spiritual alarm bells go up because I say, well, what kind of truth are these people really trying to teach me? Now, the truth that's told to them... This is Adam and Eve, by the way. They have an apple in their hand. Notice everyone's in slavery. Adam, I have it. Eve. So here's Adam and Eve running away from the three beings that created them. And the three beings that created them created them to enslave humanity. But yet, they want to get away from the slavery of these three beings. So if they have pieces from the Garden of Eden, it allows them to get away. Brothers and sisters, do you you see? It's it's not just one video game. It's not just Mario Brothers. It's this one and 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 this one. And if you play a lot of these types of video games, they are just dovetailing in error and all kinds of things that are fighting against the great controversy in your mind. And of course, here's the video or the movie that they're playing that's nothing but just sheer evil. In the end of the movie trailer, it says, we, ser- we work in the dark to serve the light. Now, what does my Bible say about light and darkness? Is it telling you that you need to work in the dark? Or is it telling you you need to be a child of the light? Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. They're just flipping the story of the great controversy upside down, and it is, um, I believe, having an impact upon us. 1 Peter 2, verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Can you imagine, brothers and sisters, if people were to have a window into the Seventh day Adventist church? You know, the Seventh day Adventist church has kind of gotten a little bit of limelight in the world stage, so to say. Whether it be politics, whether it be a DOS movie, whether it be whatever, Adventism is now being put in front of the world stage, and many people have no idea what an Adventist is. Can you imagine if they were to see you or your character and say, oh my goodness, I want what you have. I need to have a relationship with God like you have. You are the greatest witness by your life. And when we get ourselves involved in many of these dark things, what does that tell the rest of the world? That we don't care about the precious truths, I believe. Counsels to Parents and Teachers and Students, page 274, says this, while the youth are becoming experts in games that are of no real value to themselves or others, Satan is playing the game of life with their souls. For taking taking uh, from them the talents that God has given them and placing in their stead his own evil attributes And in his effort to lead men to ignore God, he seeks to engross and absorb the mind so completely that God will find no place in their thoughts, and he does not wish the people to have a knowledge of their maker. He is well pleased if he can set into operation games and theatrical performances that will so confuse the senses of the youth that the God of heaven will be forgotten. And did you know that Mrs. White said this, and she'd never seen a video game? Can you imagine what she would say today if she saw many of us playing video games? What would she say about that? Our high calling says this, life is short, the things of the world must perish with the using. Let us be wise and build for an eternity. We cannot afford to idle away our precious moments or engage in busy activities that will bring forth no fruit for eternity. Let the time hitherto be devoted to uh, devoted to idleness, frivolity, worldliness be spent in gaining a knowledge of the scriptures and beautifying our life and blessing and ennobling the life and character of others. The work will meet the approval of God and win for us uh, the heavenly benediction. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I hope that you just look at everything around you through the lens of the great controversy is everything you have around you edifying you for Christ or not does it shock you that we have a great commission what is our great commission to into the world and do what to preach and to teach and to heal and do you find it ironic that Jesus when he sent his disciples out to go to go what did they do they went out they preached they taught they healed they came back to Jesus with powerful testimonies and said we cast out demons i mean can you imagine i can't even imagine I have not yet seen, with my own physical eyes, a demon cast out of somebody. Would that not just be like, oh my goodness, wow, that that demon just listened to me and left that person. You would be on cloud nine going, yeah, we got an amazing God, don't we? But listen to this. You have a game that's called Pokemon Go. And what is the object of the game? Not to go and cast out demons, but to collect them. And keep them, as many as you can find. Because what does Pokemon mean? It means pocket demon. That's what it means. Look it up. Pocket monsters. sorry. Maybe not demon. Pocket monsters. Romans 13, 12 says, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Brothers and sisters, I have a question for you. What is the helmet? Helmet of salvation, right? Who is your salvation? Jesus. The belt of truth. Who is the very definition of truth? Jesus. The sword, the word of God. Who is the word? Jesus. The gospel of peace in the shoes is Jesus. Jesus. Do you realize that the armor is not to do battle against the devil? The war's already been won. You know what your job is? To put on Jesus. That's it. Put on Jesus. Put on his thoughts. Put on his character. And brothers and sisters, let's be prepared to meet our maker when he comes again. As we close here tonight, this afternoon, I want to ask something. I don't want to make a big show. You guys don't have to come down here in front. But I know because I have struggled with media in my life. If you are struggling and you don't know what to do, as we bow our heads And pray to God, with every eye bowed and every head, uh, uh, with every eye closed, I want you to do something that's very simple. I want you to just raise your hand. And I want you to raise your hand and I want you to say, God, I don't know how to get away from this. If it's up to me, I'm going to play that video game. If it's up to me, I'm going to watch that movie or do whatever. But if you want me and you want all of me, God, then I give you permission to change my tastes and desires in my heart. If that is your prayer, as we are praying, I want you to just simply raise your hand and God will see that. Let's bow our heads. Dear, gracious, heavenly Father, Lord, you are such a patient God. You're such a loving God. You're, you're, you're so amazing to even care about us down here on this little old sinful planet. But Lord, you've given everything so that we may come and be with you. And Lord, as this war is raging out of control in these last moments of earth's history. Lord, we have gotten ourselves in trouble. I myself have included into this category. And I just want to pray, Lord, as you see each and every hand that's raised. These people are asking for your help, Lord. I just want you to send your mightiest angels to encamp around them this weekend when they go home. And Lord, help us to unplug from dangerous media and help us to plug in to the life source of your living word. We love you and praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. This message was presented at the GYC 2016 conference. When all has been heard, in Houston, Texas. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.